It's a very special thing to love someone quite so intensely and be loved back. For anyone who hasn't been there, it's indescribable. You do know when it's the one, as they call it now. We didn't call it that, but it's the one. And that, sadly, hasn't been anyone ever since um, who I've loved to that degree. I was introduced to him by an Irish friend of mine. It wasn't love at first sight. This guy, the guy I married, as um, an American guy, but he'd lived in England all his life. He had a slightly complex upbringing, I think. His mother was quite a difficult lady, and she divorced the Englishman she had married, and so he and his sister were brought up by her latterly. I remained in love with him till the time when we divorced. And after. But he was an alcoholic. I just got to the stage where I couldn't live with the drinking. And it broke my heart to leave him and take my daughter away from him. But for her sake and for my sanity, I had to do this, and that's one of the sadnesses of my life, that I did walk away from my marriage. I couldn't make it work, but I couldn't make him stop drinking. He knew he had a problem, but alcoholics can't see their problem till they reach rock bottom, which he did eventually reach. And I would have gone back to him when he'd sobered up, but he actually never asked me to. So slowly, slowly, 
the love went away, but I did love him for a very, very long time. very up and down because when he wasn't drinking he was the most lovely charming delightful interesting funny man but when he was drinking he would become very argumentative and difficult to live with and all he really wanted to do is go off to drink with his other drinking friends or go gambling and it left one very alone being the partner of an alcoholic, you can be very alone because you're living such a different life to the life the alcoholic leads. I mean, some of the time, of course, we were a normal married couple and we go, I mean, I drink too, I love a drink. But I could always drive home at the end of an evening or organise myself into a taxi and they can't always do that and that is a sadness and a difficulty of living with an alcoholic. Someone had recommended that I go to Al-Anon which is the family support group for friends, spouses, children, anyone who knows an alcoholic and they were unbelievably helpful to me. They made me more able to cope with living with him sadly Johnny and I moved to the country and there were no groups available that I could go to they were all in the evenings and I had to be at home with my daughter in the evenings so I had to give up Al-Anon and that's when the drinking became even more obvious to me because we were together all day and I felt I had to make this break in my life to save my sanity and for her to grow up in a less volatile atmosphere. He was a wonderful father to my daughter. Sadly, he died when she was 14. But she knew the problems because he went back to drinking. He didn't stay sober. He, he went back... And so she saw a little bit of what I had been through and became more understanding of why I had to leave him. It's affected her life, of course, growing up. And I'm unbelievably sad he didn't see what a wonderful child we both produced. Because <laughs> she's so special and it was very sad. I get so emotional about it because I loved him so much. And she's such a wonderful girl. Everything life throws at us is there for some reason or another, who knows why. And I think we all have to just accept accept life as we have lived it and it makes one more understanding when your friends or colleagues or anyone is having a bad time 
There are so many bad things in life, and if you've experienced them, it makes you a more understanding person to your fellow human beings. I have no regrets. Apart from I never learnt how to ski. I would love to have learnt how to ski, but in life's experiences, I don't regret anything. It was all part of my life's rich tapestry, and I feel so fortunate to have lived the life I have led and come up to this stage where I'm on a very even keel. I'm about to give up work, just about to be 70, and... I would wish, I wouldn't, how can I put it? I would wish this on anybody, but you've got to experience the lows to reach the highs. You know, it's all part of how we are made up, I think. I've had three relationships since I divorced in 30 years. I don't think that's a lot. <laughs> and so I've been hurt three times. The last time, very badly. I really was beginning to fall in love with this man. Because I do tend to fall quite heavily for the people. When I'm in a relationship, I tend to fall quite heavily for them. I'm very wary now of getting close to anybody. And I think at my age, I just don't want the hurt. So that's another reason I'm not, I, I don't want anyone in my life, I don't think. I've got men friends who I go out to dinner with, no relationship, just friendship. And I love that, I, I value that hugely. You know, and I've got so many happily married friends, they've all been married now. 41 couple coming up to 50 years. In a way, I envy them that happy... Not in a way, I do envy them having had a happy marriage. Some of them have had ups and downs, but they've stayed married. That I envy a little bit. Family is hugely important to me, and I'm so lucky my family have been so supportive and so loved. And we all have supported each other. The most important person in the world, of course, is my daughter. But I have wonderful two nieces and, and a nephew who I totally adore. And one niece has just had a baby. So the next generation has started and she's the most delicious baby now. <laughs> So I am mistress of my own fortune now, and that's where I want to be. I just feel I'm very, very, very lucky, very fortunate person to have experienced all I have experienced, the ups and downs, the highs, the lows, the in-betweens. That's where I am. <laughs>